So hello, everybody. Welcome to the Total Recall podcast. My name is Will, Will Bourne, the founder of Recall. And we are joined by Zippy Abu, who is the talent acquisition specialist from a cool cybersecurity startup in Israel called Valent Security. Hi, Zippy. Hi, it's so great to have to be here today. So excited. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking forward to talking to you because you're a breath of fresh air to talk to. So hopefully people that are listening to this in podcast um, on the tube, on the commute to work, they get the energy out of your voice and it helps pick up their day. Thank you, yeah, so. <laughs> everyone. So good to be here. Thank you so much for listening tonight. No, well, we obviously what I think of is a good topic to talk about because you obviously work for an Israeli startup in the cybersecurity space um, and you're helping that organization post funding expand their operations out of israel so you're hiring globally at the moment i believe in america um have done successfully so um, over the last 12 months that you've been there so talk me through a little bit about what that's like you know what it's like to work for a, a high growth heavily vc funded cybersecurity startup um right now Right. So um, I'll start with saying that I joined Valid Security about seven months ago. So um, it's really um, joining a very young company uh, that was established two years ago by two great founders. Um, and really, one of my main goals is to expand the U.S. team in uh, really not only in Israel, but also outside of Israel. Right now, we're aiming towards uh, candidates who are in the um, sales, marketing, uh, go-to-market strategy, and really uh, customer success. These are the roles we're uh, looking for these days. Mm -hmm. I will be very transparent and sure that it's 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 not easy. It's not easy at all because, first of all, you need to learn a new market, um, especially when it comes to cybersecurity. It's a very it's it's a niche. Right. And you need to understand exactly how how um, how those candidates talk and what would be the right approach to hunt these people. Yeah. And it is very, very challenging. And that is why I understand the value of using uh, firms and headhunters who yeah. literally live recruitment and know how to do it right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are some of the key challenges that you're that you're kind of facing at the moment in? Um, you know, hiring in America based in Israel, you know, what are, what are the kind of key challenges that you have to overcome? So I would start with saying that working for a startup is very, very complicated because people are are very scared of doing that shifting from, you know, either a corporate or um, established startup mm. into a young startup. Um, I mean, we're still young, we're still small, we're only 30 employees. Mm. So it, it some, sometimes it's really hard to like find those folks who are interested in joining a growing startup and understand the value of being in there. Yeah. Um, so I would say that this is my main challenge. Um, also, you know, when it comes to uh, compensation and when it comes to salaries, we can't compete with Palo Alto, we can't compete with Imperva, with Wislock, mm. all the huge companies yeah. i mean joining a young startup means that you're going to get um a, a decent amount of equity yeah. um you're not getting high salaries like you know other companies and and that would be another challenge that i'm facing yeah convincing those people to kind of believe in the the long value of um a market event to realize their equity right. um yeah one, one of the the challenges that I have in conversations day by day when talking to salespeople and presenting them with a startup is, you know, equity 
um it almost becomes like oh yeah equity you know everybody offers equity but it's only worth something if something happens in the market so um what would you kind of say to people to get them to buy into that bigger picture how do you kind of overcome that objection when someone says well what's the cash package because i'm only more interested in the cash package the equity is great but it probably won't happen right what do you say to that I think that eventually people choose to join a startup, understand that this is not where they're going to make their, you know, biggest money, biggest numbers. Obviously, it would be way easier to just go to a more established company mm-hmm. who has um, a solid back, a solid um, um, financial stability. Mm-hmm. We, we definitely, um, we definitely um, see ourselves uh, as a company that has financial stability, but. It's not it. It's not. It's not a thing. Yeah. Um. I think that when you decide to join a company like Valence, you understand that the impact and value that you can bring to the company and 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 for your career is 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 tremendous. Is it's it's really really big. Yeah. And 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 these are the key factors that need to. That need to be um, relevant to these folks. Mm. Yeah, I think the like the angle that I typically learn, and you, you probably do this yourself, is is to kind of give people a an idea that what they put in and contribute will directly impact the value of the sale or the market event. You know, and people are are kind of somewhat. Um, not argumentative, but they challenged me quite hard anyway uh, to say, well, what's it going to sell for? What's what's the numbers going to be? And it's it's hard to say because, you know, if you hire five people and those five people all hit 150% of their target, then it's going to be a bigger number. If they don't, it's less. But I think, you know, talking to these individuals in sales, you know, to stay on topic as to what you're trying to hire at the moment um, and getting the, the real value prop, the long-term goal, the long-term strategy, where it's going, what actually is going to happen with the market event to help them really emotionally buy into it. Um, I think he's one of the key um, things to address with, with these salespeople. So um, I think for me, actually getting through to people in America at the moment um, seems to be an immense challenge. Um, I think there has been um, an influx of people into the recruitment market over the last few years because there's been a bit of a, of a boom and it's been a little bit of a sweetheart industry for startups um, right. because of obviously what happened post-pandemic. Um, everybody rushed to tech so obviously everybody rushed to recruit for tech Um, and now that's got a lot harder this year you know a lot of companies are in my competitive market failing and are closing their doors we've seen a lot of um, organizations in technology especially in this last week with the silicon valley bank situation um, pull the reins back and hold so there are more recruiters what what seems to be calling and messaging fewer people um, so for the, for the people now that, cause I will, I'll put this to our America audience, this podcast, you know, that are in sales, perhaps they're listening, you know, how would you, um, contact them? How would you message them? How would you kind of, um, get them to respond to you? What would you say? So actually that's a great question. And really, um, in the last few weeks, that's pretty much what I'm, fo- I'm focusing on. I'm focusing on sourcing and really creating a better pipeline. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I'm trying my best to be very creative and personal when it comes to approaching to candidates. So let's say that I, I have a very solid candidate with uh, many years of experience from really good cyber companies. I am not going to just send a very general uh, message and like, 
you know, spray and pray. That is not my type. I'm going to try my very, very best to get his contact information and reach out by an email and maybe, you know, write a very personal message and see if that would be relevant and if that person would be open for a very short conversation. I mean, it's not like you're, you need to obligate, it's not an obligation, right? It's just about listening. It's just about yeah. being open up. It's just, it, it's about not missing opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, one of my key factors is to approach to candidates who, uh, who, who might say yes. I mean, the odds are for my best, for my, for my favor. So let's say that I'm yeah. reaching out to candidates from uh, Palo Alto Maybe they're sick of working for such big companies, for larger companies. Maybe they want to do the transition from a big company to a startup where mm-hmm. the contribution is much more intense. Yeah, yeah. And I think one thing that struck me about you um, is because you and I, obviously, we sometimes screen share um, right. and, and you kind of, you know, show me through the kind of candidates that you're targeting and I do the same. Is your, is your actual excitement and your energy and your passion to want to talk to these people? So, you know, it's it's clear to me you don't spray and pray. You very carefully select people that you feel will be a, a, genuine, a, a genuine culture fit and a, and a fit on paper for the kind of roles that you're trying to hire. And you almost take it personally, don't you, that they don't respond to you? Oh, God, it's so hard to, to like, to, to feel ghosted, to feel like they don't yeah. really... I mean, yeah. I know they get a bunch of messages. I yeah. know that. I mean, I I I talk to so many candidates during the week, and and I sometimes I feel so uh, free with these people that I tend to ask them, "Wait, how many recruiters send you mm-hmm. messages like yeah. on a week?" Yeah. And um, it's not surprising, but I think the personal approach, the personal touch, is very very important. Yeah. And they need to understand that there's a person behind the screen. And you know what? Eventually, we're doing the exact same role. Yep. Me, yep. that salesperson. I'm selling the company while they'll sell the product. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think like one of the big things um, in my career, I've been doing um, startup recruitment now for many, many years. Um, I've been doing startup recruitment for Israeli companies for many, many years. And one of the, the key pushbacks that I've typically had is around the culture of an Israeli company and an Israeli startup. Um. It actually, I remember back years ago when I, and I did my own first startup and I first started dealing with Israeli companies and I first went there and um, the person that I was talking to was put on a course on how to deal with Americans and how to deal with Westerns yeah. because they, because there's such a culture clash. Um, mm. That's I think that's somewhat changed over the course of the last few years, but still there is, in some cases, a stigma attached to the culture of an Israeli startup and working for an Israeli company from the from the Western world what would you say about the culture of uh you know your company not um, don't generalize israel just generalize your company what's the culture like why would somebody from the western uh, world say right actually you know that sounds pretty cool so we have high expectations when it comes to our employees uh we're not settling on having the right people on board let's say that we can interview brilliant people and they have the exact skills that we need but if there's a gap in the in the uh cultural fit we're not going to compromise and that is something that i definitely value about valence mm. so definitely uh the ability to be part of really a great a, a, a great culture yeah uh great company I can tell you an example about today. Um, there was an happy hour and we we gathered in one of our 
in one of our rooms and you know everyone brought their beer and it was so cool to just you know chit chat and talk about you know the week mm -hmm. and the plans for the holiday because it's passed over in two weeks and really yep. just just talk about anything that's not related to work yeah. i think that one of the uh, one of the things that really encouraged me about our culture is that when i need to to ask a question you know whether it's a technical question or something about I don't know about valence. Everyone is willing to help mm. when I'm sending, you know, a Slack message and I'm like, Hey, who's got a minute to help me with something? Yeah. Yeah. So many people reach back and that's exactly what I love about the company. And that's why I believe that valence is going to crash it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Because it builds from the right people. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people buy into, you know, especially working um, and reporting, into a different time zone, into a different country, into a different culture, is that you have the setup there and obviously a, a, a solid onboarding process that people don't feel that gap. You know, they feel like the team members are just sat over the desk from them, even though they might be thousands of miles away. Um, and I think it's encouraging that people getting into a tech startup or getting into a tech startup that is um, surrounded and uh, immersed in A players, um, because the you know the success rate of startups is um quite low really the you know the failure rate is much much higher and to get into a startup um that's so heavily funded with such high vc expectation to know that you're in a team of uh, people that have gone through the gauntlet of your interview process and are in a company full of winners i tend to have conversations with employees that i filled just to make sure how they feel and whether there's a fit between what they thought it's going to be and how it's yeah. actually happening like what is actually happening at the day-to-day -day. Yeah. Uh, my last conversation was actually two hours ago with one of our software developers and i was very upfront and i was like hey tell me you've been working at the company for like three months how is it so far nice. and he said that this is literally the best company's culture he ever uh, worked for. Yeah. Um, team, the collaboration, the ability to to help one another yeah. and get help. Like it's not just about providing help, but also yeah. get it. Um, and uh, the, the fact that like everyone is working for the exact same goal, everyone is willing to do the extra mile, mm -hmm. um, and and it's beautiful when yeah. when it's not just one person, it's everyone. Everyone yeah. understand what why they do what they do. Yeah, and I can attest to that as well. Obviously, you and I have successfully worked together now, and um, you know I had the same feedback to the very same question uh, at week three or week four. So uh, you know it's not just um, you saying that to to self gratify the company. It's legit. Right. Um, what what's your perspective on the job market now? Obviously, you're you're talking to a lot of a lot of people in different roles and different time zones. Um, what what's your perception of the job market at the moment? So the market is going through really hard times, and it's really hard to sit and look at what's happening. I'm trying my help to support and help with whatever I can, whether it's like helping with the one on ones yeah. and provide the, you know um, preparations for interviews, like interview preparations, or you know preparing a. Uh, CV reviews, whatever that I can assist with. Mm. Uh, I definitely think that it's going to it's going to be solved at some point. I mean, yeah, now with the with the, with SVB and 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 the mess that's going on, um, we're definitely going through hard times. It's not going to stay the same. I mean, high tech is extremely dynamic. 
especially when it comes to startups Mm. and we'll get out of it. I believe by the end of Q4. You think it's going to take until the end of Q4 to settle down a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So some people have got a tough year ahead. You know, there's a lot of people there who have unfortunately been made redundant of late. You know, every every week I hear about a new company making, um, you know, big layoffs. And there's a lot of competitors of mine, like I say, that have been um, unfortunate to fail uh, because of the economy um, thus far. What what would your advice be? I, I know, obviously, um, you're very active on LinkedIn and people that follow you on LinkedIn can see a lot of positivity and a lot of advice and guidance on how to conduct yourself at interviews, how to prepare for interviews, how to, you know, keep positive um, um, amongst the face of rejections from interviews. What would your advice to candidates be at the moment that have either just lost their, unfortunately lost their positions or are struggling to get a position? What would, what would you say? So to be very patient, to not lose hope, um, to be very strict about what you're looking and very focused on what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So network, networking is very, very important, especially these days when, you know, there are so many applicants on one single role um, to be very organized when it comes to like, you know, underst- uh, really creating like a list of the companies that submitted your resume um really understanding who am i interviewing with and what company uh, looks interesting to me and you know to be very on top of things and and get help whenever you feel like you need help whether it's mental help because sometimes we need it and when we feel depressed we can actually pass this feeling through an interview and we don't want to be in that position Mm. and whether it's a professional help from like i don't know advisors or anything that can really assist um but it's going to end i mean just like everything in life everything is temporary so i believe that like you to to breathe and remember that it's it's going to pass yeah it's just another another um you know a blip tough situation that's going to be behind you yeah i've been trying to talk to a lot of business owners over the last few weeks i had a chat actually today with a, a startup in Israel. Uh, I said, how have you found the last week? You know, how has it been? Um, you know, how's your economy? Because um, I think economy is, is a relative term. You know, economy can be his business. It can be this wider business of, of cybersecurity. And he was actually excited. Um, I haven't spoke to many people who are excited about the economy at the moment, but um, he was actually excited to kind of almost repeat 2008 and then go into 2009 because he said, when it comes back, it's going to come back big. And next year will be an awesome year in tech. And I took a lot from that. You know, I obviously run a startup myself. They're obviously not as well funded as you guys, but um, I'm I'm kind of trying to navigate what is a tough year um, as a business owner, you know, not just as a recruitment into the tech business. Um, And I take a lot of uh, confidence and it it gives me a little bit of hope that... um, get through the year you know it's next year very be very comforting you know um a friend of mine asked me a few weeks ago tp what do you think about firms like where is it going to what's going to happen in, in the next few years and and my first approach was like it's probably going to a very bad place mm. but you know um my point of view has changed because yeah. i think that when we're so low things has to go higher i mean things yeah will get better no matter how you look at it yeah so it's definitely going to to get better and as you said we're going to 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 
to to explode mm, yeah like globally yeah I worldwide so. and and I, I, and I can't wait for that it'll be exciting because a lot of the people that have been laid off now that are the, the google the facebook the amazon engineers they are the next wave of startups and you know the vcs they do still have money you know they're they're just being very cautious with it this year which rightfully so but you know they're better off investing it into a startup with some fantastic brain power behind it than sit in a bank and get not very much interest on it right. so 2024 should be an exciting year for those who get, weather this storm and and move into that um, whoever listens to this podcast and got laid off i've been there like eight months ago, I know how painful it is. And there was one thing that I forced myself to do. I booked a flight to New York and I just, you know, just wanted to do something for myself and look at this time um, as something good, something that can take me to a a better place. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I think that's important as well. You know, um, I think back a few years ago, um, a very similar situation for myself. Um, I went to Spain and just went and lived on the beach basically for three months and joined a beach band somehow. Um, so what that gave me mentally gave me back. I would never have got had I have just stayed in, a, in and around Birmingham. And, you know, the same for you if you were just, just stay around, um, you know, Tel Aviv. You wouldn't have got that kind of click out, reassess, click back in. Right now I'm fired up, ready to go. Exactly. Mm. It's not going to, I mean, these times we're not going to face them again. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. So, so we should, we should do something good about it. We should, we should give something to ourselves. Yeah. And I can definitely assure you that if I, if, if I didn't, if they wouldn't uh, let go of me in the first place, I would never find myself in New York. So it all it, it all turned out to be to be a good a good yeah. thing. It's just hard to see that at the time, isn't it? I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening who are in that unfortunate situation who are thinking, yeah, well, you know, I'm not in that situation. I can't go to New York. I can't go to the beach for three months. I've got kids at home or whatever it might be. But there's still a release somewhere, you know, where they can go and, um, like you say, network with people. There are there are a lot of support mechanisms out there that people aren't aware of. Um, and I would say the same as you, you know, explore what they are, find the, find the vessels of support where there are people in similar situations um, that perhaps you can communicate with, who can share their ideas and how they're approaching it. Don't bury yourself and hide yourself away and, and allow those dark clouds to, to circle over you. Um, yeah. But we're getting in a it's, bit dark there uh, now. So let's uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'll, always remember the feeling I had back then when I got my termination letter mm. and I was like officially laid off. That was the first time ever I got fired and it was rough. Mm. It broke me. I was extremely depressed and I decided to just feel whatever I felt Yeah, and, and let it be. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I, I've been in similar situations. I've, you know, where I'd broken mentally and I actually written a book about my journey back, you know, getting back on the surfboard and just riding the wave, not letting it crash down on you and just accepting what the situation is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully a lot of people um, that 
eye listening that have been laid off, you know, get your brains working. You know, obviously you're good, you're good engineers, you're good salespeople. Think about how you can perhaps do something a little bit different, you know, get you get your juices flowing again. But um, I think we're now running out of time, you and I, Sibby. So um, I wanted to close with a question to you. Um, and I guess that is about working with a recruitment partner because you are a, you know, a talent acquisition specialist yourself. Um, there are a lot of recruitment companies out there, some of which might be okay. listening, who will no doubt probably call you, um, knowing that you're hiring in America. What is the um, what is the value, in your opinion, to working with a good legit agency? You've got a good track record. What are the things that you look for in a partner, and what makes it a good working relationship? So first of all, we've been working together for like seven months from the very very start, and I enjoy working with you. I love our collaboration. I love our chit chats i love you know meeting you face to face it was really great back then and that's exactly how i see it i mean when you work with a customer with when you know uh, with 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 the startup for example you need to be very dedicated you need to let them feel like you're dedicated for their roles and you're on top of things when it comes to filling out their roles and that's exactly how i feel about you so if i need to sum it up definitely um, someone who's approachable, someone who's available. I mean, I send you a message and, and you and you get back to me in like 10, 10 seconds after, <laughs> which is great because it reminds me of myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any time of the day, we're recruiting, you and I. Exactly. And we're sharing our stories. I mean, you get me. Yeah. And I think the most important thing is really um, the quality, right? I mean, I don't want to get a bunch of resumes. I want things to be very strict and very clear. I want you to understand the job description and yeah. my ideal profile and the culture and send candidates who would align with these um, yeah. with these uh, categories. Uh, and that's exactly how it is. And of course, you know, uh, you know, uh, hires, right? I mean, we 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 have our first hire, which is amazing. Yeah. So it makes me realize that it's not just about quality, but also about providing results. Yeah. Okay. So, so anybody that perhaps is in the recruitment sphere and they, you know, they, they want to approach startups, they want to get into this domain. It's all about collaboration, communication, and understanding of the culture um, and what exactly is going to make a candidate successful in your business. Right. Understanding the story behind the company, understanding yeah. the value, understanding the product. Mm -hmm. So you can deliver it to the candidates that you talk to. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm being told by Zoom that I'm about to get booted out of this room. So I'm going to let you go to your evening. I know it's a little bit later for you. So look, I really appreciate you giving me some time. It's always good to see you. You always got a smile on your face and oh. you make me feel happy. So I will uh, look forward to speaking to you next week. Thank you so much for having me today. It's been right. it's been fun. Awesome. Awesome. All Bye right. to me. Bye. Bye for now. Bye-bye.